Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Brendan Courtney here. Uh, if anything uh, interests you, text me 51551 or you can email ryan at rte.ie. I'm in tomorrow morning and I'm in next week as well. And I shall continue to cycle because I have huge news. I'm buzzed up. I'm buzzed up. I'm stood here, a different man. Uh, at six o'clock this morning, I, if you've been listening during the week, I've been boring you with the details of, I actually incidentally slightly dinted my partner's car and as a result, he won't let me drive it anymore. So I've taken buses, I've taken aeroplanes. I've done, so I, I, I eventually sorted myself out and I got a bicycle, of course. I used to cycle here. I was just remembering 25 years ago when I started as a researcher. Uh, so just picture it. <laughs> a pathetic silhouette of a man stood in the doorway of my bedroom this morning uh, with Adam sort of one eye open looking at me and I was like, okay, and I had my cycle helmet on so I probably look like a giant toddler. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm off now. I'm going to cycle. Hoping the offer of the keys of the car would come forth and they didn't. And I cycled and I made it and even stopped for a coffee on the way and waved to some squirrels. I, I actually quite enjoyed it actually. It was a lovely morning. So uh, yeah, I'm on the bike now. I'm out and about. I know it sounds pathetic that I'm taking up quality airtime with my story of a bike. And even more pathetic when I read that a man in Roscommon <laughs> carried his bike on his back after it broke while competing in a triathlon at the weekend. Ed Payne was taking part in the John Tully Hospice Triathlon and was beyond the midway point of the 20k cycle when an issue arose with his bike says here, determined to finish as it was the first event he and his wife had entered. I mean, there's a pair of them in it. Payne picked up the bike and continued to the end stage before setting off at a 5k run. He says here, my bike carried me half the way. It did 10k. I had to carry it back. No biggie. Another quote, he says, I love it. He said, I wasn't going home without the medal. It's not a heavy bike. Throw it on your back and off he went. So um, fair play to you, Ed Payne. You're, you're making me pale into insignificance with my little 25 minute jaunt out from the city centre to RTE. Uh, actually another story that just popped across we were talking about brilliant 80s movies and going to the video shop earlier on in the week um, remembering like The Exorcist and Friday the 13th and Lost Boys but one movie that really stood out for me and for my friends in the 80s was uh, the 1983 Francis Ford Coppola's the Outsiders. Do you remember that movie? Amazing, stellar cast of young Tom Cruise, Patrick Swayze, Matt Dillon, Emilio Estevez, the list goes on. And it's kind of a coming of age story of class division and it's slightly gang and it, there's there's a, we th- I can't really remember the full details of the story but we, they're brothers in a house and there's a dad and it's all a bit upsetting. And actually, uh, Jack here discovered, noticed that so a young, a childlike Sophia Coppola is in it, is in The Outsiders as well. Well, they, the mighty they, whoever they are, are making it into a musical. And Angelina Jolie uh, is going to be the lead producer. Isn't that really interesting? So it actually does have all the hallmarks, I suppose, of the Jets and the Sharks and a bit West Side Story-ish. But it was a gritty, for me anyway, as a teenager, it was gritty. I wonder how they'll do. Anyway, just a little quote from uh, the lead producer, Angelina Jolie. I feel very fortunate to be a part of this special production. I studied at the Lee Strasberg Institute where I realised, I don't know why I'm giving her a posh accent, I just am. I realised my first love as a performer was the theatre. I had not found a way back until now, Jolie said in a statement. I hope to be able to contribute while continuing to learn from this amazing team who I have been working with since my daughter brought me to see the show at La Diola Playhouse. So she's coming in. I, I'd actually really like to see, I'd be curious to see uh, how they adapt that story which in my mind is gritty. Maybe I have sort of weird teenage memories. Another uh, story that's come back around yesterday we talked about, which was a nice relief because 
we kind of, I think my watch tells me 8,000 steps a day is my target. Uh, maybe because I don't walk that much. But most people hit the, tried to hit the 10,000 steps. That was debunked. So we came across a, a study yesterday, a medical study, which talked about the fact that about 4,000 steps a day is, is enough. But then new research published in The Times has scrutinised uh, some of these health assumptions even further, saying that just 2,000, this is very specific, isn't it? 2,337 steps will, will do just enough to prevent cardio, cardiovascular disease. Um, also, I, I, I kind of, I, I dreamt about this last night, the fact that the 10,000 step uh, goal of activity track, trackers is actually a very arbitrary figure and it actually was conjured up by a Japanese company marketing pedometers. I know I said this yesterday but I dreamt about it last night because the Japanese symbol for 10,000 is like a little running man. That's the only reason it's 10,000 steps. So relax and enjoy your walk. Also, debunked that you need eight glasses of water a day. I'm a big water drinker. I, I was kind of sort of sad to read this. Have I been wasting my time? This uh, GP, Margaret McCarthy, wrote a report in the British Medical Journal denouncing the advice to drink eight words it's as utter nonsense and she totally debunked it in fact I suppose where do these ideas come from as somebody just tweeted about it 10 years ago it shows actually the amount of water we need we get a lot from food and we should really consider that and actually it's very individual so it's down to the number of fruit and veg and soups and sauces you're drinking that really contributes to it a simple test <laughs> might be a bit early in the morning for this but she will go for it a simple test to check if you're drinking enough water, is to check the colour of your urine yeah. during the day. And if it's quite clear, you're well hydrated. And if it's a darker yellow, OK, we'll move on because this is gross. Now, on to sleep. Uh, you don't stress if you don't get eight hours sleep. I stress if I don't get enough sleep. I don't know, do you? Text 51551 if you're rolling around your bed right now. Uh, I do stress if I don't get enough sleep. I feel like I can be grumpy. But for most people, anything... Uh, six hours is plenty, this new report says. So there's, I wonder where all these arbitrary health assumptions came from and are they marketing tools? I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of marketing tools, uh, what's going on <laughs> with bronze statues in the spate of random bronze statue infiltration across the land? Uh, Mick Jagger and uh, Keith Richards are the next victims to be immortalised in bronze in their, in their hometown in Kent in Dartford. Uh, now, much debate continued after we found this story upstairs. I think they're quite good, actually, because... So I know there's Terry Wogan in Limerick. There's also Richard Harris in Limerick, isn't there? The Narnia statues in Belfast, apparently absolutely beautiful. The controversial, there's the Luke Kelly bronze head in Dublin on the Keys, which I think is gorgeous. And then there's the controversial Luke Kelly. Oh, and then there's the one outside Brussels, Brussels um, of Phil Linnet which is also good. And actually, it's a real tourist... They're tourist attractions. I've just cracked it. That's what's going on. You always see people coming in and taking pictures. But is it... Like, the, the one with Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, they're, it's Mick Jagger sort of jumping up and down with the microphone in his hand in a very Mick Jagger-style strut and Keith Richards is playing the, the uh, guitar. And it's very much a... You know, they're on stage. Is it, is it weird to immortalise people in bronze when they're still alive? I don't really... Is that weird? Would that feel weird if somebody immortalised you while you're still alive? Now, some sad news, speaking of somebody who's no longer alive, um, front man of rock band, the band, Robbie Robertson, has sadly passed away. Now, interestingly, I, I couldn't really remember who Robbie Robertson was, but he's a great friend and collaborator with Hollywood director Martin Scorsese. He's produced soundtracks for 12, uh, nearly all of Scorsese's movies, Raging Bull, The Colour of Money, 
the Irish man, for just to name a few. And uh, Martin Scorsese released a statement about the passing of his friend. Robbie Robertson was one of my closest friends, a constant in my life and my work. I could always go to him as a confidant, a collaborator, an advisor. I tried to be the same for him, Scorsese said in a statement. So they were obviously very, very close. Now, a little deeper digging with all the music nerds upstairs. And we find out that the band, his band, Robbie Roberts' band, were actually Bob Dylan's backing band for years. And then they went on to have some solo success. Now, it's really interesting because... I was like, who's Robbie Robinson? Who's who are they? Who are they? And then they played a couple of songs, and they're songs that I think you hear people sing, you know, sing sing songs or in pubs or in sessions. So uh, I'll give you a little the the one that they played says I can't get it out of my head. Uh, have a little listen to this; you'll totally recognise this. Take a load up. Totally know it, don't you? You're going to be singing that all day. It's great, isn't it? It's called The Weight. And it was by the band, Robbie Robertson's band, the band. Another one now, this is really interesting for me because this is a real 80s sound. And I totally recognise this. And I was very impressed uh, when the guys upstairs played it to me. This is Robbie Robertson's only solo hit, I think. Somewhere down the crazy river, you'll totally recognise it. I was feeling like a stranger in a strange land. You know where people play games with the night. God, it was too hot to sleep. Catch the blue train. Places never been before. Look for me somewhere down the crazy river. That was definitely like you wanted to hear shaft in the middle of that, didn't you? That was definitely at the tail end of slow sets. In the 80s, wasn't it? I remember slow dancing to that in Bloom's Hotel, in Bogey's Bar, at Sunwood, and you'd be scarlet walking across the dance floor asking someone to slow dance. And we were far too old to be doing that. My goodness. Anyway, uh, so yeah, what a legacy. Uh, 12 Scorsese movies and uh, best friends with Martin Scorsese and uh, some inc- some incredible music uh, left behind. But I think given the, the day that's in it and, and he's... It, to mark his passing, we simply have to play The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. In the winter of 65, we were hungry, just barely alive. By May the 10th, Richmond had fell, it's a time I remember oh so well. So after much conversation upstairs, I, I still don't know that song. I'm not going to lie. But it's lovely. And, and he has passed away. So R.I.P.
Robbie Robertson. The texts are hopping, lads. The Outsider is a novel in the junior cert curriculum. My 14-year-old likes it, which means it's good. Thanks, Eleanor. And I didn't realise it was a novel before it was a movie. Apparently it was a novel in the 60s. There you go. Uh, Joe and Thurlis text in to say, the chap that carried his bike, Mr. Payne, his name suits his task. Good one, Joe. Thanks very much. Fair play, Brendan, on your bike. I'm scared to cycle my bike from June. Now, June, actually, that's why I stood like a frightened toddler in the doorway this morning hoping to get the keys. I was afraid because... About four years ago, I took my bike out onto the Keys and it was like downtown Saigon. It was terrifying. There's hundreds of bikes. So I went a bit earlier, gave myself time, stopped for a coffee. So I would say where there are cycle lanes, it feels very safe. So, you know, I'm really pleased I did it. So I'd encourage you to give it a go. Brendan. I'm wedded to my tracker and beat myself up for anything less than 10,000 steps a day. That's everybody does. Everybody does, D in Cork. And a minimum of seven hours of sleep. Are you giving me permission to ditch it all? No, D. No, D. No, I'm not a medical professional at all. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, stop beating yourself up. Maybe go, Maybe we should be kinder to ourselves, D. How about that? Oh, oh thank you so much. Um, in Somebody in County in Castle Blaney has texted in. Brendan, not forgetting, country legend Big Tom is immortalised in bronze in his hometown of Castle Blaney. I have actually seen that in County Thanks for the reminder. Uh, oh, and on the, on Robbie Robinson, there's apparently an absolutely brilliant uh, documentary movie called The Last Waltz, Must See. It's the last concert of the band, Robbie Robinson, who we just played there with so many stars, apparently Van Morrison's in it, etc. And uh, she has it, Marion Galway has it on DVD. Do you have a DVD player still? Do you have a DVD player? I don't have. Do I have a DVD player? I don't know. Anyway. Okay, help. I'm a farmer in my 60s. I get about six hours sleep and I cut all the lawns and I get... You're showing off now, Ian Cork. 18,000 steps in total. Good man, Ian Cork, keep it up. Now, this one, this little text just is, is, it touches something personal in me. Sleep. I just had a a disaster of a night's sleep due to my poor husband snoring. I completely commiserate with you. Very challenging, especially when I know the harm from poor sleep. Oh dear, Mary. So, Mary, I have a snorer. I have two bedrooms. And I have often marched the snore, the, the snorer out of the room late at night. But here's the thing, and it works. Sleep tape. This is going to sound weird. It's tape you can buy and you tape up their mouth at night. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's called, you get it in a chemist and it's just a little, like you put a plaster on. Um, I've tried it. it. We never keep it on. But uh, I wish I wish you luck with the snorer. Um, I don't know what the solution really is to that um, other than get, a, get sleep on the couch. But I, yeah. It's driving me crazy too, Mary. I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Let's take a little break. I love her. Dublin Irish superstar Gemma Dunleavy. Uh, that was her track better for you. Really nice, isn't it? Kind of R&B vibe to her. You'll know her from her big hit, Up the Flats. And actually, I had a Twitter conversation with Gemma how much I loved that song. And she's adorable. And she recently took to, took to Twitter to say how sad she was to see their local corner shop closed. And you'll recognise the corner shop if you've gone up and down North Strand or come off by Clontarf or Fairview around there. Also, because it's in her video, K&A Stores, 
was on the corner of uh, Seville Place, just down at the bottom there, North Strand. And it features in the video about three or four times. Um, you, to- you, you would totally recognise it if you've seen the video even. Uh, she, she took to social media to say, it's such a it's such a sad day to see that KNA is gone. It's been such a hope for our community over the years. Whether it was the subtle comfort chats when you were getting your shopping when the community lost someone or the celebration of events displayed in the window whenever anyone around made a milestone, Gemma wrote. Oh, that's kind of sad to hear that. That's so commiserations, uh, Gemma. Keep up the good work though. Superstar. Love you. Oh, we could have kept chatting all day. That's me for today. Uh, Philip Boucher Hayes is up next. I'll see you tomorrow.